Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Right, I think we are good and loaded up and good to go. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the episode of the Good Advice Podcast. And I thought today I would share a little bit of insight. If you are hiring for your first customer or, uh, excuse me, first customer, you're hiring for your first employee, or if you are, let me get this camera set here. If you are, uh, maybe you've hired your first employee and you're looking at the second or even third employee, I wanted to talk about sort of the mentality you should have in hiring those people so that those end up being really good hires. Now, many of us can attest to the absolute nervousness that comes with that very first hire because, you know, your business is your baby. You know, you've, you've spent a lot of time and energy and effort on growing it, and you don't want to hand it off to someone who doesn't have the same care and attention for what you've put together. You don't want to hand it off to someone who uh, maybe will let things drop and who might even make mistakes that cost you long term. So, how do you avoid that and have a really great first hire uh, and bring on staff people to your business who they really love what you're doing and they really care about it and they're really passionate about it and they might even care about it more than you do? How do you find these people who are basically highly motivated? Now, a couple of things to understand in business, uh, this whole concept of finding someone who loves the business as much as you do. Especially if you're just starting out or your business is very young and we're talking about maybe our first hire, you have to make sure that you're not hiring out of ego in the sense of people would be lucky to work here. Uh, They should be thanking me for interviewing them. Uh, I'm offering just the experience of a lifetime because essentially what happens when you hire out of ego You are, first of all, you're setting people up for uh, an experience that they simply cannot, you're creating expectations that are unmeetable. The bottom line is you're asking random Joe Schmo to join your business, knowing nothing about your business, and who hasn't put in the blood, sweat, or tears that you've put into, it's not going to happen in terms of them being uh, totally fervent around your business and what you're doing. Now, they may like the concept of your business. They may even like the industry. They may even have past experience in your industry, and they may feel really passionate about how they may fit in your business. But keep in mind that when you hire someone, it can't be out of ego. It has to be about the customers. So, I don't hire someone because people should feel lucky to work here and I'm so great and good advice is so amazing. I hire because I have a need to meet of my customers and I simply cannot do that alone. I need more people to join my company so that I can give a customer experience that I want to be noticeable. I want to give a customer experience that authentically solves the problems that my customers are facing permanently. You know. Not in a way where it solves it for a month and then they come back to me and swipe the card again. 
I it, and almost in some ways I'm I'm comfortable with being put out of business, so to speak, in the sense of I want customers who we solved the problem and it's done and it's over with and it's finished, and they're not having to come back or find a different person to solve their problem. So. I'm hiring out of that focus rather than, wow, look what I've built. This is so amazing. How do I find people who um, can really grab on to this incredible thing that I've developed? Uh, the other thing that's really important in this conversation, and it's something that is really challenging for the small business owner to really digest, we talk a lot about how to get people motivated in business. We talk a lot about what's the secret for finding employees who will show up early and leave late and who who really care and who um, go the extra mile. And I remember I, I knew a guy one time who was running a business who he said that was his goal was anytime he hired was to find that person, you know, that that 5% of applicants, that sliver of people who they would be willing to go 110%. They'd be willing to go the extra mile. They'd be willing to give uh, really their entire self to the mission of the organization. And that's what he set out to find. And it's there's nothing wrong, by the way, with finding people who are highly motivated and by all means, find those people. You know, hire those people who are hungry and who want to give and who want to work hard. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But... It's often in this conversation that we look for any answer to the hiring game that provides a solution that is different from pay. And I want to talk about this because Costco actually made news uh, in terms of their minimum wage. So they raised their minimum wage to $16 an hour. It's actually one of the highest paying national uh, retailers, if you can call it a retailer, Um Maybe they would call themselves a wholesaler, but it's one of the highest paid uh, stores that someone can go work at here nationally. It's higher than Amazon. Uh, it's higher than really most uh, companies out there, but they're paying $16 an hour and that's their minimum base rate. In fact, the average hourly wage of someone at Costco is $24 an hour. And I was interested by this because there's a lot of drama around minimum wage. Uh, it's not uncommon that I will scroll through my Facebook feed and I will see the keyboard warriors going at it and explaining why uh, minimum wage should not be changed, how it's bad for business. You have other people talking about, you know, let's provide a living wage for people. And there's a lot of this cattiness and this back and forth of, of, um, how people are total idiots forever wanting more minimum, a higher minimum wage, or people are, you know, frankly, people throw out, you know, I feel like communist is like the go-to, you know, it's like, I don't know what to say. So well, you're a communist, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of like what we go to, I guess, but I've seen a lot of dialogue around it. And I want to, I, I'm less interested in talking about should minimum wage be higher. Although I do have an opinion on that, and I have a video I've put together on that topic. Uh, so if you've been, if you've just been feverish to be a keyboard warrior, uh, I'll send you to that video, and you can definitely let me know your opinion because uh, I know you will already. Uh, talking about this concept, I'm, I'm a little less interested on talking about minimum wage as a whole, and I want to help you understand as a business owner 
what you should be thinking about when it comes to hiring a highly qualified individual and then retaining that talent for your business. So a couple of things about Costco. Uh, they are a leader in their space. Uh, they support something like a 90% retention rate with their customers. And so you have to buy a membership to shop at Costco. And so they have, uh, even through COVID, have retained 90% of their customers uh, in terms of those memberships. And anytime I see a business, you know, you've heard me probably talk about raving fans and how the secret sauce to your business is developing this energy around people who don't just feel transactional about your brand, but they want to buy from you again and again and again. So how do I create a business that does that for my customers where they're like, wow, I really love good advice. I really love going to Blake. I really love, and I want to work with Blake again and again and again, rather than this one-off transactional, uh, what have you piece. And the reason this is such an important concept is because uh, everyone who's been in business knows that you have a cost to acquire a customer. There's a, an amount of money that you spend to acquire a customer. It doesn't necessarily just mean like a marketing budget or an advertising budget. Uh, sometimes it's the pure mechanics of how you operate your business and how you grow your business and that inherent cost that is associated with uh, someone who buys from you. So... In terms of thinking about that cost to acquire a customer, it's infinitely more profitable to keep a customer and have them buy from you a second or a third or a fourth or a fifth time, or maybe even become a raving fan. And now they're not just buying from you, but they're telling all their friends and family about you. And I even like to joke that you never have to look hard for the Costco fan because uh, they'll make sure to tell you they love Costco. Same thing's true for Chick-fil-A, by the way. You never have to wonder who's the Chick-fil-A fan in the room because as soon as Chick-fil-A, hang on, I'm going to sneeze, hang on. <coughs> Excuse me. You never have to wonder who the Chick-fil-A fan is because as soon as Chick-fil-A gets mentioned, I mean, the hand shoots up. Oh, I love Chick-fil-A. And you're like, I didn't even ask, but, um, you know, all the love in the world of Chick-fil-A. But uh, it's these fans who they do a lot for your business and they, they happily promote it. Well, so Costco has developed a, a way to really create those raving fans. And it's not out of savvy marketing. It's, it's out of providing a customer experience that's meaningful and tangible. And so what happens is you have customers who, when they come to the store, the employees that they interact with create such a positive experience. They're like, wow, okay, I, I want to come back here. In fact, I was reading more about Costco and back when Congress was uh, bickering like they normally do, they were bickering about raising the minimum wage from $5.15 to what it now is $7.25. Well, at that time when the minimum wage was $5, Costco was already paying $11 an hour. And it's pretty incredible. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but you should look into it. It's pretty incredible the amount of employees at Costco who've worked there for more than a decade, uh, who've even worked there for 20 years. And just like there's a cost to acquire a new customer, there is a cost to acquire a new employee. And so understanding this for a second, the time, purely the time you spend on reading through resumes and getting the job posted and interviewing people, uh, and even just really the entire interview process, I mean, it would be pretty rare for you to post a position and then have the person hired, trained, and ready to work all in a 30-day span 
often it takes weeks, if not months. I remember there was a company that I was talking to who they said they were really proud of their nine month hiring process because it really helped them to be exclusive. Now, I don't know what great hires are going to wait around for nine months to get hired, but I do know the amount of money that's involved in building out a nine month hiring process just to replace a position. Uh, that's a position that's not doing anything. There's there's zero productivity happening in that position because no one's working in it. And in fact, what's probably happening is the people who still work there, these poor people, are probably doing that person's job, just split up amongst them, uh, and they are actually getting burned out and thinking about quitting themselves. So here's the concept I want you to understand, is wherever you are in your business, you have to understand that money is it is a qualifier for talent. And we'd like to think of every other reason that someone would want to come work for us. And we'd like to even be ego-driven and thinking this is a great company. People should, they should be really willing to come work for us. Well, unless you are SpaceX or unless you are Google or you're one of these massive companies that look really great on a resume, your company is really not doing anyone a favor by hiring them. And so keep in mind that the secret to creating raving fans internally to your business, the secret to, to hiring great talent and keeping great talent is by paying them well. I always like to tell the story of the person who was hiring for a position that was $70,000 uh, average pay nationally. And she said, I have $35,000. How do I find someone who will take 35 grand instead of 70 grand, which is again, the average starting pay. And ignoring the fact that this is like putting a square peg in a round hole, I said, do you really want that person? The person who would take half what they are worth to come work for you? Would you, would you really want to do that to a person? Uh, and more importantly, let's say they are a diamond in the rough and they don't know their worth. How long do you think they're going to stay with you when they realize that actually they are a $70,000 employee? And this is where we get hung up on the longevity of our business is that we often don't understand that in order to be long-term profitable, it means making decisions day in and day out that guarantee that profitability. So here's what I mean by this. If I hire a position today and 60 days from now, they quit. I have ensured that from now to 60 days from now that I am probably somewhat profitable. Now, this person, I don't know how engaged they are when they're going to be quitting. I mean, they probably were looking for a job and even lined up a job, maybe even 30 days from now. But I have, let's say, maybe 45 days worth of productivity for my employee and now I have to rehire and retrain that position. And I have to find someone who will understand my culture. They'll understand what I'm trying to accomplish here. And more importantly, uh, studies have shown that the cost of hiring an employee, of rehiring an employee, can sometimes be as high as 200% of that position's salary. And so I remember a woman who she had had her entire staff quit. It was something like 14 employees. And it was basically all around pay. And the conversation was, well, why, why didn't you just pay more? And it was like, well, I can't afford to pay more. And it was like, yeah, but you're losing significantly more money in having to rehire these positions than you would have lost in simply keeping these people and spending a couple more dollars per hour. That's what Costco understands. That's what you should understand for your business. Now, one final piece about this 
especially if you're making that first hire. Um, keep in mind that you are not hiring, uh, you're probably not going to hire a total genius because they don't want to come work for you anyway. Uh, they're going to go to the big boy job or the, uh, the incredible job or what have you. So they probably aren't going to be coming to work for you. So having, having the right expectations are important, but more importantly, you get what you pay for. And I remember I was talking to a business owner who she explained she was wanting advice on how do I pay less than minimum wage? She said, I need help. I need to know what what's the answer for paying less than minimum wage. And I, I thought that you you must be confused. You mean you mean more than minimum wage, right? You want to pay you want to pay more than minimum wage. And she goes, No, no, no. I I, I want to pay less than minimum wage. And I I kind of paused and thought, and I, what do you mean you want to pay less than minimum wage? That you you can't. That's that's the minimum. And she was like, yeah, but I know this stuff's kind of complicated. There's often like a loophole just like with taxes. And so I kind of want to know like what's the answer to um, – she was like, you know, servers only get paid like two bucks an hour. And I was like, yeah, well, uh, servers get paid $2 an hour, but if they don't meet minimum wage and tips, they still get minimum wage. You, you can't pay less than minimum wage. And, and also, why, why would you want to pay less than minimum wage? Bearing in mind that – Think about it, the, the kind of, of person who uh, would take a job like that um, probably is going to be around very long. And she had actually let me know that she was having a problem with hiring. People weren't staying. She was paying literally the bare minimum. Uh, and this is common in business. It's, it's not because these are bad employees. It's just that people, they're thinking about their most basic needs. And if they can, get, if they can better take care of themselves elsewhere, uh, their allegiance to you is pretty short-lived. Well, what she said was really interesting, and I think this is key for you if you are a small business owner who's thinking about that first hire. She said, well, I, I just can't afford it right now. My business is really struggling. And this is a common problem that businesses have is there's so much dysfunction and we try to make the new hire the answer for solving that dysfunction. Whenever I started my business, actually, I was explaining to different people in my life uh, what I was setting out to do and what I was hoping to accomplish. And I was actually really surprised the number of people who reached out to me and said, hey, I want to come work for you. I want to come work for you and I want to be on this team. This sounds really incredible. And I remember turning every single one of them down thinking, I can't hire you because I haven't proven that this thing is profitable. It would be a disservice to have you come on and for me not to be able to pay you what I think you deserve. See, what often happens is we have dysfunctional businesses and we try to make that hire as cheap as they can be to solve the dysfunction in our business. And it's the wrong way to go about it. If you on your own by yourself cannot develop a profitable business, then your business is dysfunctional. And there are problems with your business that you need to solve and that you can't put those expectations on an hourly employee to solve them for you. And sometimes that means taking a long look in the mirror and thinking about, okay, what am I doing that's either helping or hurting the business? And then you aggressively start to solve those problems so that you can bring on that employee and pay them what they deserve. Some other points on this, when we talk about pay, you absolutely tie it to the outcomes that they're accomplishing. 
And so it's not that, you know, everyone who works here gets paid $20 an hour and it doesn't matter really what they do every day. It's just what we pay. I mean, you absolutely hold people accountable to the outcomes you're expecting, but more importantly, keep in mind that they are helping you meet the goals of, of providing an answer, a solution to your customers. They are not the be all end all for your business. So if you want better employees, if you want to make a, make a really great hire for your business, excuse me, if you want to make a great hire for your business, pay is a great place to start. So thanks for listening. Keep in mind, you can check out the podcast. It's available on every platform. You can also join our growth group on Facebook. It's literally NWA Growth Group. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to sponsor the podcast, including advertise your business on the podcast, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash good advice. Thanks for your support. We'll catch you later. See ya.